you tired to clean your floors after playtime? Forgot to vacuum before your friends bring their little ones over? Let Eufy X10 Pro Omni help. Powerful 8,000 PA suction removes debris, and Mop Master dual mop pads scrub away stubborn stains with ease. Save time and keep your floors cleaner. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com, that's E-U-F-Y.com, and discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Chase Thomas podcast. The Chase Thomas podcast. Um, my nephew needs me to record. See, I hate, I already hate it. I hate it. All right, hello. Welcome back to Chase Thomas Podcast, taping this on a Thursday afternoon where I'm still the aforementioned Chase Thomas coming to you live from Knoxville, Tennessee, everything school HQ over there covering the Baylor Bears at Sikkim 365. It's weird when you're in the South, Paul, when you're you hear Sikkim and you just associate it growing up uh, the Georgia yeah. Bulldogs and when you're with the Bears, a totally different animal. It's just it's always been weird to me to have the Sikkim for Baylor along with Georgia. It is weird. I'm noticing. You want me to change this camera angle real, real quick? Or am I no, good? this is fine. I mean, we're good. We're rolling now, Paul. This is uh, we're okay. okay. Good deal. I don't want to look. Look, Chase, you're doing a professional podcast. I'm a professional. We're yes. professional podcasters. I don't want to look ridiculous. So yeah. that's why I'm I'm sticking up for you here, Chase. <laughs> I look. I appreciate that. This is our first podcast together, but we're getting off to a. Uh, a great start. So if you yeah. want to change the video angle, camera angle while no, we're no, rolling. Yeah, it's, it's totally, it's totally fine. I, um, I, uh, I just wanted to make sure it was good for you. Now to sick to your question on Sikkim, um, mm. I, I had never, uh, and I grew up in the South. I'd always mm. associated with Baylor cause my family's from Texas. Now I didn't, okay. I didn't go to Baylor or anything, but you'd always kind of associated with it. And I, I you know, I went to FSU mm. and George is not far away, but I would never hear people say Sikkim dogs. I would always yeah. hear. I would always hear like go dogs or whatever. And of course, Georgia was kind of average back then. Uh, mm-hmm. They weren't the, uh, they're, were, they're were above average. They were good. You know, you didn't, you didn't want to play Georgia, but you weren't like terrified of them as you are now. Mm-hmm. So it's maybe a little bit different, but yeah, the, uh, yeah, sick and bears. Uh, it's been, yeah, I don't, they haven't sicked anything this year at all. So uh, it's, it's, it, I haven't heard it as much around town. That's for sure. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because, uh, I wanted to pick your brain here because I think a lot of folks uh, here in Knoxville and in the Southeast where we've come accustomed to, I mean, look, we got hypo. We're running the, the a version of a, a staple and offense that Baylor fans are quite familiar with um, that hypo has ramped up with tempo and wide splits and everything else. But I think it's interesting that they're having the kind of year they are because, I mean, we're two years removed from Baylor <laughs> having a gigantic Big 12 title win against Oklahoma State. 
Um, you're looking at, I mean, hey, Dave Aranda's the guy. You've got your long-term answer, Grimes. You put, you pull him from BYU, and things are just feeling good all across the board. Blake Shapin, uh, you feel pretty good there, and I just feel like so much has changed in not even two years, Paul, that I don't have the best read on this, and I would get I, I just want your perspective what happened to Baylor football over the last two years so uh you mentioned that offense that they mm-hmm. have uh change or they had don't have had <laughs> mm-hmm. uh I mean it's changed um you know over look Matt Rule didn't run it um he ran kind of a he ran some spread concepts but he was more of a ball control you know this was a team that was having to be totally rebuilt in the wake of the scandal uh that mm-hmm. they had and um uh, Dave Aranda you know, after, you know, he had Larry Fedora as his first offensive coordinator, kind of decided that this team was built best to run the wide zone. Mm. Now, that was very true in 2021 with the offensive linemen that they had. That is not true today. Mm. So that is the biggest thing that's happened in that the offensive and defensive lines are so far away from where they were just two years ago that this is um a season that's gone off the tracks because mm. they can't run the ball and they can't stop the run and those were things they did exceptionally well uh 2 years ago and now it's not only something that they don't do well it's something they don't really do at all and mm. it has it's it's come as a shock i know to the coaching staff and the weirdest thing is that I would be hard pressed to tell you a coach in the country that I, whose intelligence individually, I respect more than David Rand. Mm. And there's a lot of coaches I think are brilliant, brilliant guys. But as far as just overall Mensa level intellect mm. that, you know, it got pointed in the football direction. You could have pointed his brain in whatever direction you want it to go. And mm. he would, he would have concepts and ideas beyond what most people would and Hmm. uh but i do think that part of of that is that when you are so intelligent sometimes you don't work fast you have Hmm. to work through um think of it like somebody's trying to 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 make a vaccine Hmm. you know you might have the idea of what's going to work but you don't just right off the bat make a vaccine you have to Mm. test it and test it and test it and test it and i think that's where in the modern era of college football he's gotten a little caught up in the wash because you don't get to keep guys for four years and work on it anymore Mm. and then when you go into the transfer portal which they didn't do after the 21 season and did after 22 you either have to hit right away for guys who are perfect for your system Mm. or you have to buy low on guys that are in the wrong spot and that you can develop. Mm. But if you've missed on the first part of it, which are the guys who are going to help you today, which they did, that's kind of hurt them on both sides of the ball. Yeah. The portal, the portal giveth, the portal taketh. I mean, uh, Tennessee is now starting to figure like, it's weird. Like Javante Payton guy, kind of a forgotten guy three years ago uh, when Hypel first comes in, and he's just a touchdown machine. He gets his one touchdown first play of the game, and then he's out for the rest of it. He gets his start. He was just all touchdown something else, but it was just a surprise portal one. And then Dante Thornton, all this fanfare coming in from Oregon. Uh, he was hyped up by the coaches all summer long. 
Uh, he can't. He didn't work in the slot, and he hasn't worked all year in the slot. And they move him out wide last week, and it's like, oh, four catches, and he's a lot more comfortable. And it's free. It's just you never know what you're going to get in the portal. And when you live in that space, it just it's hard. And even as fans and writers covering the team, you're just like, look, I think this is a solid addition. I think they should be able to slide right in. But it doesn't. It just it it's such a crapshoot. It feels like no, it, it is. And part of it, you know, I think, um, you know, ask LSU fans about their experiment with Harold Perkins as a middle linebacker right now. Yeah. And I, mean, I think they've started to back off of it since they have started to back off it. The defense has started playing better because yeah. just let like, just let Craven the hunter hunt, you know, like mm-hmm. that's what you need to let him do. Let him go feast. Mm-hmm. And coaches are very guilty quite often of outthinking themselves. Right. So they, they don't like, they, they think like, okay, this is what it's going to be. And we're going to have this guy here. And then they, the experiments, like I talked about before, and you've seen it at Tennessee, mm-hmm. like they're doing a four game experiment. And then eventually they sit down in a room. Usually it happens during a bye week yeah, or, or something like that. They sit down in the bye week and they say, okay, we can really look at what's not working now. And mm-hmm. what's not working is, oh, well, why don't we just move him to the outside and see what happens? And mm-hmm. then you're like, oh, he's got four catches and 80 yards and he scored a touchdown. He feels, appears to be a matchup nightmare out there. Like, oh, I feel bad. it's an odd thing. Um, and Baylor's been in that a lot. I think they're starting now to, to move guys around. But even still, uh, you know, they're, they're facing down a precipice here of if they lose to Houston, who is mm-hmm. another abjectly terrible team, uh, <laughs> if they lose to Houston – the bowl game thing is is out the window because they would have to go undefeated for the rest of the year. And next is TCU, a team that they have a well. No, next is at beating. Kansas State. Yo, next is Kansas State. Then yeah. is TCU. Yeah. So, uh, and then West Virginia. And the only good news about West Virginia is in the entire history of that series, the home game is one. Home team has won every game. Mm. So, but that's the only thing they can they can rely on is a home game, which might be a three and eight team. So I don't think the fans are going to be juiced up to watch a team maybe get to four and eight. So then your home field advantage is gone and they're one and five at home this year already anyway. So yeah, this is, this is a, a, a must win in the worst way for Baylor. If they want to have any chance of going to a bowl and even still, I don't think that it's that guaranteed because you still have to beat TCU, Kansas State, and West Virginia. Two of those three teams you didn't you don't really do well against. Mm. So let's operate under that assumption that they miss a bowl game, Paul. Uh-huh. Is that it for Dave Aranda? At this point, I would say no. Okay. Um I don't I don't think anything would ever be off the table. We, uh, if you watch our show, you know, we have the AD Mac Rhodes on every week mm. and he's very, very forthcoming with us. And I don't think that they're at that point right now. Now mm. I do think you have good potential to see a new offensive staff if they make a bowl game or not. Mm. I think that will certainly happen. I don't think, and here's, here's where there's two, two paths you can diverge on mm. on on Dave Aranda one is what I think Mac Rhodes is thinking right now is I've got one of the most brilliant dudes in the world and if I send him out the door one day he's going to figure it out for somebody else who's not us 
Mm. And think about Bill Belichick with the Browns, right? Mm. The Browns had one of the most brilliant head coaches in the world and sent him out the door because they got impatient. Yeah. Now, the world of college football is different and you can't be as patient as you were before. But you also, there are shortcuts to success that don't didn't exist before. So if you can get it right, you can get it right pretty quickly. I mean, you know, you can point to several teams that are in contention for conference titles or the CFP right now that just a couple of years ago, if you had been on the old standard of like, well, you got to wait, wait five years for him to get a recruiting class in and through and all that, yeah. and then we'll know where it is. Well, no, that's, that's not necessarily the case. If you do it right, you can improve incrementally, you know, mm -hmm. um, a lot faster than you, than it was like, well, we got to strip it all down to the rivets. Yeah. So I don't think that he wants to do that because I do think that getting rid of Dave Aranda, you do run that risk of all of a sudden, you know, seven, eight years from now, Dave Aranda is hoisting a national championship trophy for somebody else because he used all the mistakes that he made here mm. and then figured them out because he's the, um, what's the biggest mistake he's made at Baylor? Um, I think it's, I think it's the, the recruiting and the transfer portal. I think that's the mm. biggest thing. Does um, he know that? I think he does. I think he's, mm. I think he's aware of it. I think that, and they, um, they've missed on some guys. Like they've got to, mm. they've got to shake up their recruiting. Uh, they've missed on some guys. How and much does it hurt just Texas as a whole kind of being up that TCU making the national title last year, um, Texas tech and McGuire and his high school connections, and um, being the force that they are, how much of that has played into it? Now, I, the only thing I think that Joey McGuire has hurt by going to Texas Tech, mm. and I love Joey McGuire, uh, right now is just that there are some recruits that he's getting away from them that they would have gotten if he was still there. Mm. I don't know that's necessarily the 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 hire that makes all the difference, right? Like, like yeah, I don't know if Joey McGuire is going to be the guy that's going to take Texas that to that next level. I think he will, um, you know, contend for conference titles, but it's going to take. A couple years. I mean, he's, but if he's there, are you getting that five-star receiver that he just got? Um, I mean, maybe so. I mean, the guy's from just down the road. I mean, he's yeah. like literally thirty-five minutes from from McLean. Those Stadium, never so. feel good. Yeah, those yeah. never. Feel so now, no, look, okay, the five-star receiver. The other problem is, and like Baylor's NIL needs to get better. Hmm. Um, I think they're not the only ones who have a problem with it, but compared to Texas Tech, who's, you know, who's got one of the better, uh, more cohesive NIL collectives that there is, um, hmm. yeah, they've got to get better, you know. Um, are they working to get better when you're talking to the idiot? Like, how is that going? Do you I, think I, it's I, coming? I think that they are, but, like, we don't, like, we've only heard bits and pieces of that. Like, I <laughs> think that the people in charge don't want to come out and say, like, yeah, we've got these great ideas, but they're not in place yet. Yeah, because that spooks a fan base. Yeah, exactly. Like, hey, this is great. Like, well, that you don't want the... Um, you don't want a Jaden Rashada situation. Yes. No matter, like, you know, that's that's the like the worst one, but there's probably like minor versions of that that happen other places. Yeah. It's just nobody was dumb enough to tell a kid who hadn't taken a snap yet, like, <laughs> yeah, $13 million. Here you go. Like, yeah, that was um I, I know that the University of Florida, who uh, you know, as a Florida State grad, I do kind of enjoy their failures <laughs> a little bit, but mm -hmm. um, and you you're Tennessee, so you know, like yeah, no, you know, I'm, I'm here for it. It's yeah, you're here for it. But I know that the smart people that are there were like, how did this crap happen? Like, are yeah. you kidding me? Like, who said 13 million and then didn't have 13 million dollars already? Like, yeah. you don't like this isn't I'm gonna give you $25. This mm. is 13 million. Like, yeah. no, you don't, yeah, you don't do that. So <laughs> I think those are the things that have to get through. And I think the other thing though that that Baylor 
as an administration top down is going to have to deal with though, is how do you sell Dave Aranda to a fan base that is bored with him right now? That hmm. is not like that doesn't see it and is worried because there's a lot of trouble when it comes to being a Baylor fan. They were yeah. terrible for 16 years, not just bad and like barely missing bowl games. They were everybody's homecoming game. Yeah, they were. I mean, they were never on television for any reason. That's before everybody was on TV. But like mm. you couldn't put Baylor on TV for any reason. <laughs> they like, were rice for the last yeah. 20 years. Like, yeah, exactly. That's exactly. You could not do it. And so when Bar Bryles came in and showed people that like, oh, you can you can hope you can you can you can win conference yeah. titles. You can be in the, they were in the first CFP discussion. Yeah. In fact, they probably should have been in it. Um, mm. if, if not for Bob Bowlesby, they, they would have been in it. I mean, mm. really, they would have been in it and you know, they, uh, so the fans know what they can be. Yeah. Um, and that's where it's hard to see where they're going and it's hard for most of us to see a path forward that they keep Dave Aranda, but I certainly do understand the aspect of, Hey, if this guy's really that smart, let him figure it out. Yeah. And that way you're not sitting there going, you know, we like you've got two other coaches that have come through and out the door and maybe yeah. another athletic director because couldn't get it right. Or, or Baylor just seems to be the stepping stone job. That's the other thing about Dave Aranda. I can tell you, I don't think he sees Baylor as a stepping stone job. I think hmm. he sees it as like Scott drew for the basketball team. He sees it as a chance to make it his program. Yeah. But that's really hard to do. And so I think they're 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 a really interesting crossroads right now about what to do with him. Uh, and, you know, I'm not qualified to tell you what the right answer is. I yeah. just know what all the factors involved are. How is uh, his relationship with Ben Arbuckle? Do they have a relationship? Do we do we bring him back home to Texas? Because that kid, I mean, he's 28, and I can say kid because I'm 32, I, look, and it's crazy I, he's I, younger than me. Yeah. I, I, look, I would. Uh, we talked about it on our show about like young guys you can, and I do think yeah. that. And I don't mean I, as head coach, by the way. I just mean as OC. If you're no, changing look, that out I, next year, as, yeah. as an OC, look, if he's going to make, if Dave Aranda comes back and they have a new offensive staff, the scheme I think has to be spread concepts because yes. what you're recruiting here in Texas. Mm. Uh, are mostly spread concepts like those yeah. like if you want people to come in and contribute by the time that they're like redshirt freshmen or sophomores or even true freshman studs yeah. you need to be running spread concepts you need to be um defensively i i think that dave aranda will figure it out he's a defensive genius yeah. defensively i don't think the problem is the scheme i think the problem is the dudes mm. they don't have the dudes and they had like he had a defense that had Jalen Petrie and Terrell Bernard and JT Woods. And, um, and you know, if you, I mean, uh, JT Woods, I don't know, like, I think he's been injured with the Chargers, but, um, but Terrell Bernard and Jalen Petrie are two of the best young defensive players in the AFC right now. Mm. So, you know, like he had those guys on, on the team. He had, they had guys who could get after it up front uh, that they don't have today. So, can you get those guys back? Then the defense will work. The offense is the bigger thing where you need something that is that you can recruit to. And as a person who had to sit through many four hour and 25 minute Art Bryles games, I'm not a huge fan of that offense mm. just because it takes a long time and it has a lot of there are a lot. Of, well, part of it is just how you approach it. Uh, it has a lot of flaws in it mm. that are um, that are kind of like the Death Star. 
you know, like <laughs> they're not big flaws, but like, you know, you left that little hole in there that you can blow <laughs> up. <laughs> and if you get the right, yeah. like if it's raining, then you're screwed. Hold like, on. Are we talking about Tennessee or Baylor right now? Well, Is that <laughs> look, you're, they're running his offense? I mean, yeah. it's all like I can, I can call the plays mm. for Josh Heupel. I've seen it so much, but if it's raining, like you know this, if it, mm. like if the forecast is rain, you're like, oh god, this is gonna <laughs> it's gonna be a long. I mean, day. If the forecast is loud crowd, you're kind of <laughs> like, oh yeah. So there's 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 a lot of like the offense is really fun when it's humming, yeah. But there were things that like blew it up. I mean, and so um, or like if you have if you have a 17 point lead against a team who also runs that offense, yeah. At the end of the game new cock rules might help with us a little bit, but you also, you can't, um, they don't practice like running the clock out. So mm. they can't. Yeah. Like they run so many plays so fast in practice that they get to the end of the game. You watch the quarterback and he, he looks like he's about to have a panic attack because there's, well, there's that's why Joe like threw it, be, it threw it deep against Mizzou last year. And people were getting mad about Tennessee running up on Mizzou. And I'm like, y'all, they don't have a choice. Like these players, like it can't just go into the eye. Like they can't do that when well, you're even when you're making subs. It's, it's not even about going into the eye. Yeah. It's just they can't stand and watch <laughs> the play clock drip below 20 seconds. Yeah. Because then it triggers something and then like, oh my God, everything's wrong. Like, no, no, no. There's five minutes left in the game. Yeah. Joe actually did this against Kentucky at the end where he snapped it with like 15 seconds. It's like, we just need to run out the clock. It was one of those, he, like, Joe had a great game, but that was one of his things you, down the stretch. Was like, you we have, snapped it too look, quick. And if you take, okay. And I, I remember telling this to, to one of the assistant coaches back then, I was like, you yeah. guys got to like slow it down at the end of games. And like, we just don't practice that way. I'm like, look, you can run the same play, but if you take that 15 seconds off yeah. five times and even don't get a first down, that's over a minute you took away from them. Yeah, just just by not like running the same play and going like you could have or you run those three plays and punt and they have that whole other minute and they do the same crap that you do. So yeah. they like they're set up to do this. They want you to do this. They're daring you to. <laughs> but uh, I do think that they need to run a spread concept offense because yeah. and there are like there are so many variations of it now. Mm. There are there are so many things where. It's not just the Mike Leach or Art Bryles like go yeah, go. Yeah, because like go, Leach go. and Heupel run completely different offenses. Like that, yeah. it, it, they they don't look recognizable. No, but or like, they did not. The ideas are the same, and that you're going to push yeah. everybody out. You're going to spread the whole thing. The line splits are going to help you run the ball because you yeah. don't. The defensive front doesn't really know where to line up and like take their yeah. chances. Those kind of things are are that's what I think that they need to do, and that's what they're trying to. That's what they do in every high school in Texas almost. Yeah. The only high schools who don't run it are smaller ones who just don't have that kind of athlete. Hmm. So they're going to, you know, they're going to get in the old wing T or the I or something yeah. like that, and they're going to grind it out. And a lot of times those teams do really well and win because yes. nobody's like – you can't pra season. practice for that for a whole week. Yeah. These high school coaches, I talk to those guys all the time. They're like, it sucks. It's just like preparing for Navy and Army in the college level where you're like, we don't play anybody. So we're not going to spend a lot of our offseason preparing for this. Yeah. So they play this team in the, that runs the eye or the wing, the wing bone or whatever yeah. they want to call it, the veer. And, you know, they have to sit there with cards and say, like, mm. okay, do this. So practice moves slowly. So where mm. you might get 100 practice reps in on defense against the the scout offense you're now down to like 40 yeah because you're you know you're not getting it and the the team that you're playing is only running about six plays yeah and so but but you don't get any reps against them and you're like remember they you <laughs> see that back in front of the fast guy they're gonna hand it to him when it's third and two 
They're going to give him the out ball. They're actually going to give it to him. He's mm-hmm. not just there for you to think, what's this guy doing? He's getting the ball, and he's mm-hmm. going to get a first down. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I did a high school game years ago mm-hmm. uh, that was Mart, uh, who is like, they've won a, a million state titles. Mm-hmm. And so they're in the spread fast, 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 and they're playing Hamilton, who mm-hmm. was, at that point, I think they've changed a little bit. They're running the wishbone. Like, yeah. the actual Emery Ballard old wishbone. And the fullback had 35 carries for 88 <laughs> yards and four touchdowns and got a first down every third carry. And their coach, he like he and he knew, I remember talking to him before the game. He was like, they run the bone. I don't have a guy who can be that guy. Mm-hmm. He's like, they had a fullback that was like a little squatty, five nine, two twenty-five, <laughs> like runs a four eight, but you could not bring him down right away. Mm-hmm. And just like he was like a little like trash can, just <laughs> three yards. So, but I mean that that's a tangent, but like those those things are different. And Baylor like is running the wide zone, which works mm. like if you have the guys. If you have LSU like, guys, like Grimes yeah. has had success with. But yeah, yeah, if you have BYU, like, yeah. like he had like but like they had a but they don't have those guys. Yeah. And look, LSU's not running it anymore. Like those yeah. teams are not running it. You kind of maybe have to change, which I think Dave Aranda is willing to do. The question is, is Baylor willing to let him do it? And by I say Baylor, I mean collectively the group of fans and alumni that are going to pressure a decision it, you know, on his future. I like it. Well, we'll leave it there, Paul. What can the good folks check out from you all across uh, Sikkim 365 this week? Well, uh, every day, uh, well, Monday through Thursday, I do my own show, the triple option on 365 Sports from 1 to 2 p.m. Central. Then I hop on over to our main desk with uh, Smokey and Craig and uh, 365 Sports from 3 to 6 Central uh, every every uh, every weekday. And then we have our pregame show that we do on, on Saturdays. Well, there you go. Go check it out. This was a blast, Paul. Thank you so much for making the time, and we'll have to reconvene again soon. Anytime you need me, Chase, you sent me you, you sent me a text. Will do. Paul, thank you so much. Have fun this weekend. All right, thanks. Nicely done, nephew. Chase Thomas Podcast. Hell yeah.